Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to this week's NXT review and results. There is so much to go through. There is so much to talk about. I know we tend to say that a lot and I feel like in this Triple H era, I literally do say it all the time, but uh, honestly, there were so many main roster stars. I mean, this show was just rammed full of main roster stars. We're obviously building to Worlds Collide, and Worlds Collide is uh, this Sunday. Uh, we will be doing the watch along for it, and this show, if, if the job of this show was to get you excited for Worlds Collide, this show knocked it out of the park. If that's how you want to measure this week's NXT, did it do a good enough job of getting you excited for Worlds Collide? The answer is yes, it absolutely knocked it out of the park. This was not a perfect show. Um, I think that if you actually take the main roster stars away, I would be a little bit concerned. But it was ram full of main roster stars. It wasn't really too much that kind of really left a bad taste in the mouth. Um, and we're going to run through it all anyway. So uh, the show started straight out of the gates with a match. Grayson Waller taking on Apollo. Uh, they actually had quite a bit of time. I thought Apollo looked quite good here. Grayson Waller is uh, quite impressive in the ring as well. Um, this was not a bad little contest at all. Crowd were into it. They were quite vocal. Uh, it was a victory in the end, though, for Grayson Waller. A clean victory as well. I think he comes in, rolls through the ropes, gets a bit of a cutter, stunner type move and uh, gets the one, two, three. So hard to know what we're doing with Apollo Crews in NXT, to be honest. I mean, Mandy Rose went back to NXT. She became champion. When Balor went back, he became champion. When Dolph Ziggler went back, he became champion. And here we're seeing Apollo like struggling, not getting a win or losing clean to Grayson Waller. So... Don't know, I'm just, I don't know, I, I feel like Apollo does still need some. It feels really, from the moment Apollo arrived, we've never quite figured out how best to use him. We've never quite figured out how we get the most out of him. And um, it, it's, it's getting harder, to be honest. I, I can't sit here and say we need to do this, we need to do that. We've tried a lot of different things. This is definitely better than the Nigerian Prince stuff that we were doing. Um, I just hope it does click for him. I hope they can find some really strong creative to get him to that next level. Because I do like Apollo, but um, yeah, losing in the opening match. Uh, then, look, I mean, great seeing Finn Balor. I mean, we were quite excited seeing Finn Balor. Little did we know what was coming. But uh, Finn Balor, definitely one of the, the main roster stars, big names uh, that were on this show. When we first saw Finn Balor, he was backstage with Brom Breaker. And as soon as we saw him, we were like, oh, is he recruiting for Judgment Day? You know, he basically said, do not underestimate your opponent this weekend. You know, Balor has been a multiple-time NXT champion. That was a theme of tonight, really, was people coming back saying how they had represented NXT or NXT UK. Don't let them down. Don't let the brand down. Obviously, this Sunday, it's NXT UK against NXT. It would get a little messier than that as the show went on. But at the start of tonight, it was NXT UK against NXT. And um, we were seeing people representing both brands, giving advice to the current champions, the current competitors. Here we've got Finn, as we said, former, uh, I think like two-time NXT champion, uh, giving some advice to current champion Braun 
breaker. So did wonder at the start, is he recruiting him? It's not recruiting him, um, but uh, it was still a cool little moment. Uh, then we went to our second match. Our second match uh, saw Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley taking on, uh, I think it was Caden Carter and Katana Chance. Some of these names are ridiculous, right? Uh, they are ridiculous. I really feel like we need to get some better names going. I don't know if there's just like a random name generator that they use, but um, we definitely could do with some Sharons in NXT, some Elaines, you know what I mean? Some Tinas, that'd be nice. But uh, yeah, we had uh, this tag team match um, and uh, basically Toxic Attraction get involved. Toxic Attraction get involved. It results in the uh, women's tag champs uh, winning and uh, Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley uh, lose. Uh, we do hear from the champs that we'll do this again, don't worry. They're, they're making out like we know that that wasn't clean. We know that there was outside interference. That was nothing to do with us. They are faces. Um, so they were like, look, we'll run it back. Don't worry. But then they turned their attention, of course, to uh, this weekend. And uh, they're cutting a bit of a promo in the ring, uh, just kind of saying that, you know, they want to defend the titles or this kind of stuff. And um, out comes Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. So uh, we find out who their challengers are going to be. Now, I am shocked at this for a couple of reasons. The main reason being WWE is running its first UK premium live event, the biggest stadium show in UK history in 30 years. I think it would be a no-brainer to look at your main roster, your main roster, Raw and SmackDown, Look at that UK talent that you've got, wherever it might be hiding, and at least make sure that they're there. At least make sure they're, even if they don't have a match, they're still, I don't know, on the kickoff show, just even being interviewed, maybe a little backstage segment, whatever, right? You've got, even though it's in Wales, right? I understand maybe geography isn't everyone's strong point, but Wales is physically connected to England, right? Just how Canada is physically connected to the United States. Uh, Wales is attached uh, to England. I'm sure Welsh people would say that England was connected to Wales. However you want to word it, I don't care, right? But they are connected and, um, it, you know, and actually connected in a way to Scotland. You can go through England into Scotland, of course. So the bottom line is this, right? They are Scottish, right? There will be Scottish people at Clash at the Castle, Yeah. It's all UK, yeah? They're not, they're not branding this as the first ever Welsh show, are they? They're branding it as, like, you know, the, the biggest UK show since SummerSlam 92. So it's all very much, you know, Northern Ireland, Scotland, Wales, England, every, you know, it's just one big giant party. Why the flip would you then take out two Scottish women from the main roster and book them for a show on Sunday when Clash at the Castle is on Saturday, which surely means that they're not going to be there. I do not expect them to do Clash at the Castle and then be able to get back to America in time for Sunday, in time to be able to then do this show. I think this means they are not going to be at Clash, which I just find mind-blowing. Uh, don't get me wrong. Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. are not the biggest stars. But you, there's not loads of UK talent. If you look at the main roster, it's not like we're drowning in UK stars. 
Like, you've got Drew, obviously, in the main event. Obviously, uh, Pete Dunne, Butch is on there as well. Um, but honestly, like, there's not tons. And, like, two of the kind of bigger names that you've got, you're taking out and putting on Worlds Collide. I, I Honestly, I would imagine they're good. My gut feeling is they're probably good. They probably don't want to be doing this match. No disrespect to NXT. I'm sure they'd love to do it any other time. But imagine being a UK wrestler that's on the main roster in WWE. And they're doing the biggest UK show in 30 years. And you get told you're not on it. Like, oh, I should imagine it stings. I should imagine it stings. But uh, they're being booked for this match anyway. They'll be taking on uh, the NXT uh, tag team champs. I don't even know. I don't even know why they want to, to be honest. Uh, I don't even know why they feel like this is something they want to do. But uh, here we are. I I'm not like, I know I sound like I'm against it. I just can't quite get my head around, like, why are we doing this now? Like, of all the times to do it, I just feel sorry that they're not going to be on that card. I just feel sorry for, like, uh, Nikki Cross, Nikki A.S.H. You know, she's worked hard, come through the ranks and... She's just not going to be. It wasn't that long ago. She was women's champion. Wasn't it like last year? She was the women's champion. She went at Money in the Bank. I mean, had it have been a year ago, she surely would have been on the card because she would have been champion. Um, so, yeah, the whole thing's just mental to me. But either way, nice to see some star power uh, being added to this. And um, there we go. You know, be a decent match, I'm sure. Then we got fake Stephanie McMahon. So uh, then we saw this woman, Kiana James. Um, that might be a real name. I don't know. I've never heard of Kiana, but um, it sounds like a Disney film. But uh, we've got Kiana James. I don't even know what all these letters are. BBM, BBA, CMA, BBC, GBA. GBA is Game Boy Advance. I know that much. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe these are all gaming systems that she's played on. But she she looks like fake Stephanie to me. I get very strong fake Stephanie McMahon vibes. In fact, if Steph wanted a day off, she could get this Kiana James to just do a day in the office. I don't think anyone would notice. If she was getting a bit bored of Triple H, send Kiana James back home instead. Do you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we just got a little uh, uh, video package. We would be seeing more of her later when she takes on... I keep wanting to say Ivy Nile. It's not. It's Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark. Then we got schism, which, yes, it does sound like an illness and it felt like an illness. So uh, we got schism. This is uh, Gacy and uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans. Uh, they were doing a segment here. Uh, I don't know. This might have appealed to some people. It didn't appeal to me. Um, I like Gacy. I think we can give him a different character and do something much more exciting with him than what we're doing here. Um, he was giving out badges that had happy faces on. And uh, I understand he's a heel. I understand you're not maybe not meant to like these bits. You know, they're heels. You're not meant to love the heel segments. But I still think that, like, even when Bray was doing heel stuff, like, it was really interesting, at least. This just, is, he talks slow. It's dull. He's handing out smiley face, in badge, face badges. Like, oh, my God. I don't know, it weren't doing it for me. Uh, this brought out Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes, basically, we went round the houses, but the end result is he doesn't want to join Schism. I can't say I blame him. Um, so he doesn't want to join Schism. He says that he's uh, managed to create opportunities on his own. He'll continue to do that. He doesn't need Schism. Then started to brawl with them. So clearly there's a feud going on here, but um, yeah, not, not brilliant. 
There was a weird bit where Joe Gacy was like, look, you don't have to join us, but just admit that we're right and that you are lonely. And I was just kind of like, well, why doesn't Cameron Grimes just go, all right, yeah, fine. I'm lonely. Fine. Thanks, bye. <laughs> I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't get it. I just didn't get it. Like, if he just wants to move on from these people, then you know what I mean? Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm lonely. I could do with hanging out with uh, a couple of people every now and again, but uh, thanks for showing some concern. Appreciate it. Bye. He did He did say something here, Gacy, which was lost on me because I haven't been watching NXT every week. We've obviously got back to it in recent weeks. But he said, um, it's going to be another night without a championship, another night without family, another night without a father. Now, I don't know if there's been a well-documented thing to do with his father passing away or something, but that is what resulted in him losing his mind, basically. So, uh, and, and like attacking them. So, I don't know. Maybe it got a bit more personal than what I was picking up on. But um, as I said, for me, this was one of the lower points of the show. <sighs> this wasn't, though. This, this is one of the most dastardly things I've ever seen in wrestling. I think when we talk about like some of the horrific things, like, you know, we can talk about how. You know, there's been extreme rules matches, barbed wire, people having their faces busted open. You know, we can really go through maybe even the Montreal screw job. I mean, that was pretty dark, wasn't it? You know, Brett screwing, being screwed over. Um, I think when we talk about some of the darkest things we've seen, we have to now include this video package from uh, uh, Roxanne Perez because she talks about her relationship with Cora Jade and it ends with her blocking Cora Jade on her phone. Um, I know a lot of you won't believe me. Uh, I would imagine a lot of you are shielding your faces right now away from the screen, not wanting to look. You know, like when someone breaks their leg or an arm or a leg in UFC and you're like, oh, you kind of want to look, but you don't want to look. I would imagine that's what's happening right now as uh, people can see her finger hovering over the block this caller uh, button. I did say during the watch along, like back in the day, this is what Dusty Rhodes would have done to Ric Flair back in the 80s. He would have blocked him on his phone. There's no need for like feuds or anything like that, or promos. Just block them. <laughs> it's the it's the millennial equivalent. So, uh, yeah, dark, dark, dark stuff here. But, um, you know, I, I, I like her anyway. You know, all joking aside, I do like Rox, uh, Roxanne Perez. I saw a match at Heatwave, thought she did a good job. I like Cora Jade's heel turn as well. So I'm actually not down on this feud. I think it's all right. I just, this moment made me laugh. Then uh, we, oh man, this didn't make me laugh. This was sick. Uh, we went backstage. We then got uh, Pete Dunn talking to Tyler Bate. Pete Dunn basically saying like, you know, um, you know, we were just kids when we competed at Cardiff and they're just talking about how they've both evolved and grown as men, uh, talking about what that belt means to Pete Dunn. Again, very much like Finn Balor. Don't let me down. Don't let the brand down. Do yourself proud. Do me proud. Um, it was great. This was great. I love this. I'm a big fan of Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne anyway. I, I have been since they first arrived with the UK tournament in 2017, a tournament that I actually attended. Um, and I was in the crowd for that, fortunately. So, yeah, I, I love these guys. They're, they're brilliant. And it's really great to see Tyler Bate get in his his time to shine now, you know, Pete Dunn as, you know, Sean. Granted, not shining so bright on the main roster at the moment as Butch, but 
I think there's high hopes we're going to move away from that and go to Pete Dunn. Um, so yeah, high hopes that we can do that. Um, and then, you know, Tyler Bate here, big smile on his face. I think Pete Dunn says do it for British strong style, which uh, hits you in the feels, doesn't it? Because British strong style is Pete Dunn, Tyler Bates and Trent Seven. And of course, Trent Seven got released not that long ago. So it's just, just hearing them referenced, you go, does oh. give me hope that we might see British strong style on the main roster at some point? I would love that. Hopefully Tyler Bate can have a real good run now in NXT, get called up some point, maybe later this year, next year. Um, and then, you know, we can start getting somewhere. So in fact, British strong style standing tall at clash would have been fantastic. I have to say WWE dropped the ball on that. You know, they had these guys from early. I'm going to say early. I mean, January, 2017. Here we are more than five years later and you have not got, First of all, you don't have all three members still, right? Because you literally just let one go. And if you did, you haven't, like, progressed them through. Yeah, there's been the pandemic, right? But you haven't progressed them to the point where they are, like, you know, ready to at least be in a, even in a six-man match. Like, we should be getting British strong style against Judgment Day for Clash of the Castle. But they haven't done enough work within that time period to progress these guys through. They didn't do enough with Tyler Bate. They haven't done enough with Trent Seven. They haven't done enough with NXT UK. Thankfully, they managed to get Pete Dunne progressed. But why wasn't Tyler Bate and Trent Seven following through in his path? Why don't we have British Strong Style on the main roster right now? Why is it only Pete Dunne? So, yeah, bit of a frustration, but this was a great moment. This was a great moment. Uh, then we went to our next match. Now, our next match um, was a six-person match. And uh, this saw Pretty Deadly and Lash Legend taking on, is it Brooks or Briggs and Jensen and, oh my God, another weird name, Fallon Henley. Uh, so, yeah, the, this match went on. Basically, Pretty Deadly get the win. There was a really cool moment where Lash Legend had Fallon Henley she grabbed her, went over to the ropes, stuck her head in between, or Fallon Henley's head, in between the middle and the top rope. And then she was like bouncing it up and down, smashing her head off the, the ropes, which I thought was a really cool looking spot. I, I, I kind of liked it. So I thought that was good. That's probably the single best thing I've ever seen Lash Legend do. Um, and then there's just carnage afterwards. You know, we get like Gallus coming down. All these tag teams are involved in just this mass kind of brawl at the moment. This was Mass Brawl Part 1. We would get Mass Brawl Part 2 later. And Mass Brawl Part 2 is even bigger than Part 1. So, uh, yeah, this match was all right. It had some all right moments. Um, but, yeah, we get this big brawl afterwards. Pretty deadly get the win. And then we get, as we said, all these teams getting involved. Then we move on and we go backstage to Mandy Rose, who uh, bumps into Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler saying, um, this one was like, uh, not as much don't let me down. It was more a vibe of, I'm better than you. I'm going to beat your record soon. That's what Mandy said. And Shayna Baszler was like, look, if you don't win on Sunday, everything you've been saying for the past year will just be a load of rubbish. Like, it'll be nonsense. And it was kind of a bit more, you know, good luck, kind of a vibe on this one. So, yeah, Shayna Baszler and 
Mandy Rose, uh, just a little backstage moment, which was, it was cool. It was cool. All of these main roster stars were cool. Good appearances. Then we go in the ring. We got Charlie Dempsey taking on Andre Chase. So uh, Charlie Dempsey against uh, Andre Chase. This was um, uh, a, a good little contest. Um, Charlie Dempsey is really interesting. And we keep saying it, you know, son of William Regal. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it, I like him. Is is I was saying, imagine Pete Dunne against Charlie Dempsey. Lots of uh, map-based work, very technical, kind of catch-as-catch-can style. And um, I would love to see him against Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne, obviously, very similar, but with joint manipulation. Don't tend to see so much joint manipulation uh, out of Charlie Dempsey, but both of them very good uh, with that catch-as-catch-can style. Then uh, Andre Chase wins because the people that he was with, I don't know their names, uh, distracted, part of Chase University distracted, and it allowed Andre Chase to get the victory. Then we went backstage and we had Miko. Uh, no one spoke to Miko that was like a legend. Uh, I feel like we could have had Rhea Ripley in this bit. I feel like Rhea Ripley could have spoken to Miko here. Um, but we didn't. We didn't. I mean, obviously, we don't have Tony Storm. She's a former champion. So we didn't. We don't have her. So we can't do that. Uh, Rhea Ripley. Um, I, I mean, that is a former champion in all fairness. Alba Fire. Kaylee Ray had uh, that belt. So Kaylee Ray and he, and it came up to Miko and, you know, said a few words. But obviously she is... Well, who's 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 she involved with? I'm trying to think what the match is now. So it's Mandy and it's Blair and it's... I suppose it does work. She is a former champion. It's just weird because she's actually still in the division. It's, it's different to everyone else. I mean, uh, Finn Balor is not in NXT. You know, uh, Shayna Baszler is not in NXT. This kind of felt more like two, like it felt like they, it was weird. It felt like there were just two people on the same roster speaking. It didn't have the same impact as when the main roster stars spoke. So uh, yeah, this one was, I don't know. It was still cool. Miko's still great. And Miko, when she spoke, she was, she's got such a presence. She was like, I won this from a great champion. And you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> Everything she says has got such gravitas. But yeah, it would have been nice to have seen a former champ that was now on the main roster speaking to her. But I'm trying to think if there has been any that have done that, apart from Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley. And to be honest, I don't think there has. I don't think there has. So I don't know, maybe we just didn't have anyone. But uh, yeah, we got this moment. Then uh, nah, this might be the best out of all of them. Gunther. Coming to uh, Tyler Bates. And uh, this was really great. This was really great. Gunther talking about how uh, Tyler's going to have to bring that guy that went 45 minutes in Cardiff at TakeOver. These two having wrestling an absolute classic. Doesn't get spoken about enough. I think it's because the NXT TakeOver shows just weren't watched as much as other shows. So... You know, but if you did see Tyler Bate against Gunther or Volta, as he was known at the time, then um, you you know how great that match was. So, yeah, um, really, really good little moment, this. And, um, you know, nice to see the Intercontinental Champion. And he did make Tyler Bate look a bit small. That's the only problem. Uh, he does absolutely tower over Tyler Bate. But hey-ho, brilliant moment. Absolutely love it. Love both of these guys. And, um Great. And uh, every time I see Gunther, it looks like he's getting bigger as well. So clearly putting the work in the gym. 
Uh, then we get Rhea Ripley. So we do get Rhea Ripley. She didn't speak to the champ. She spoke to Blair Davenport. As we said, it's Mandy Rose against Blair Davenport against Miko Satamora. So uh, we did get Rhea. Rhea, though, for some reason, chose to speak to Blair Davenport. I suppose someone had to. Uh, so uh, she was just saying, like, you know, don't don't let yourself down, all this kind of stuff. Um, just, yeah, more of the same, really, as uh, what we'd been getting. But it was great. I mean, it really helped build up the matches, seeing main roster stars giving advice or, um, in some cases, even putting pressure on some of the competitors uh, was it was great. It was great. I loved it. Like a real highlight of the show. This was weird, man. This was weird. So we. this was weird. We saw Nathan Frazier and Axiom. There was some nice little humor here because they were talking about NXT and NXT UK and Worlds Collide. And Nathan Frazier was like, I don't know who to support. So I was on both brands. And he was like, I know you've only been on NXT, but you would have loved NXT UK. And of course, the joke is that this used to be A-Kid and A-Kid was on NXT UK. So little tongue in cheek, wink, wink kind of a thing. Um, But they're both just sat there reading comics. Like I made the observation that it's like they're at a dentist's waiting room. Like they just sat there reading comic books and it's like, do you want to have a match? I mean, it's all a bit like, I mean, honestly, there's just very little excitement around this whatsoever. Um, uh, You know, there's different ways to make matches. This is certainly a way of doing it, but uh, it's not a way that got me like, oh, yeah, can't wait to see these two. In all fairness, I haven't seen uh, much of either. And actually, I don't even know if I've seen a single Axiom match. I have seen A-Kid, but I've not seen him since he became Axiom. So, uh, yeah, anyway, they're going to be having a match. Um, and then they uh, swapped comics uh, and then they read each other's comics and went back to doing that. So wrestling in 2022, eh? Reading comics and blocking people on your phone. Uh, then we got to, uh, well, the main event-ish. This was uh, Diamond Mine taken on uh, Gallus. And uh, basically, Roderick Strong comes down and he's talking to... Is, it, is his name Damien, Damien Kemp? I think that's his name. Um, and he was distracting him. He wasn't really distracting him. He seemed to be actually trying to make a point. And he had his phone, but um, it wasn't good enough. Uh, basically, the phone goes on the floor. It gets stomped on. As he goes back in the ring, he ends up getting caught. One, two, three, Gallus win. Then we get Carnage 2.0. So Carnage 2.0. This was amazing, Carnage. This is like no word of a lie about like 30 odd people. So many people getting in there. In fact, I think I can see Ikamanjiro uh, in there as well. And I didn't even notice him at the time. So uh, there was like people coming down to like uh, try and separate the teams. Pretty Deadly were in there. Gallus were in there. Diamond Mine were in there. Brooks, Briggs and Jensen were in there. There's just like all these teams and it's just this mass brawl. I don't know where this is leading to. Perhaps like a fatal four-way tag team thing. But, um, yeah, interesting. This is interesting. It was a great brawl. Great brawl. And a lovely camera angle. That's a good screenshot that I've taken if you are watching on uh, YouTube. Did a great job. Then we went backstage. I think this was our final word to word. And I was thinking, who might it be? And I said, maybe Seth. I went Seth and because I thought they'll go for a big star at the end. And uh, I thought they'll go Seth. First NXT champion First NXT champ, 
My guess is there are so many main roster stars. They must be stopping over the night in Florida and going to Cardiff from Florida. So that kind of implies that they're all in Florida. That was my theory um, because there was loads. There was loads. So even Gunther, who is at Clash, you know, uh, I was like, wow, if he's there, then they all must be there. So I thought there's no reason why you can't have Seth just pop in and do a little thing. So I thought, well, maybe you'll have Seth, the you know, big star, big pop, first ever NXT champ. All made sense in my head. But it turned out it was Tommaso. Tommaso, which I was a bit disappointed with. Um, Tommaso is great, don't get me wrong, but mm, it's not Seth, is it? So, uh, yeah, Tommaso was just saying a few words. He's like, look, this all, this means the world to me, but it's your world now. Uh, you've got a chance to make history. And he walks off by saying, win, win. Really drilling it into Bron Breaker that he's got to get the job done. So, yeah, it's cool. Cool. Then we get to see Quincy Elliott, the super diva. This is dividing opinion. Some people just are not getting this, not interested in this. Some people are excited for this. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. I, I, I've i seen him come down on a moped and he doesn't look it here, but he's actually quite big. He's bigger than he looks here. Uh, looking at him on a moped like he is a big boy. So I think uh, he's got an interesting gimmick. He's got a different gimmick. He's got some of that's, I don't know, that we've really seen this sort of gimmick before, this kind of male super diva. I suppose in a way it's a little bit Velveteen Dream, definitely getting those kind of vibes. But, um, yeah, I, look, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's going to offer something different. I think he's going to be a lot of fun. I can definitely see him interacting with the crowd and working with the crowd. Um, I can see him being involved in some fun backstage segments. I'm not against this. We'll see uh, where it goes. Um, yeah, we'll see where it goes. And then we got to the end of the show. And the end of the show was Carmelo coming out saying, I'm not going to bother defending at uh, Worlds Collide. I'm too good for that. Uh, basically, like, there's no challenges for me. No one can, you know, hang with me. And then uh, basically uh, the music hit one and only and out comes Ricochet. Um, I thought Noam Dar, to be honest. My pick was Noam Dar. I was still operating under this being NXT, NXT UK. So I was like, who's in NXT UK that can go after Carmelo? And people were saying that the Heritage Cup, which is sort of the NXT UK mid-card achievement, uh, that is Noam Dar. So I was like, okay, I'll go Noam Dar. But I must admit, I was like, is that really big enough for the end of the show? Is that like, if we bring Noam Dar out now, are people going to freak out? Is this going to be a thing that people are going to celebrate? I don't know. Um, and then Ricochet came out. Now, Ricochet makes a lot more sense from a match point of view. It's going to be a great match. But now it's not really NXT UK against um, NXT. I mean, the point was made that, um, you know, Nikki and Dewdrop are not NXT UK. Dewdrop was in NXT UK, but in all fairness, they are definitely, I think, raw superstars. So, uh, and there's no denying, I mean, look, Ricochet's got nothing to do with NXT UK. So he said that he was going to put a bit of sprinkle of SmackDown in there. So, yeah, it's just got a little bit messier than it just being NXT, NXT UK. All of that to one side. I don't care. This is going to be a great match. I'm looking forward to it. 
And um, it's a great addition to the card, isn't it? So good, 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 good. And uh, it ends basically. They try to attack Ricochet. Ricochet stands tall. He stands over Carmelo with that North American championship. Lovely, lovely, lovely. So that was it. That was the show. It was good. Uh, as I said, I think really helped with those moments dotted all throughout with, um, you know, le legends. I'm going to call them legends. The, the main roster stars like Gunther, amazing. You know, Rhea Ripley feels huge now. Rhea Ripley, when she was in NXT UK, you could see the talent. You could see the potential. But now with everything they've done with her, it's a bit like Bianca. You know, if Bianca goes back to NXT now, my God, she's going to feel so much bigger than when she was there. Um, with all the WrestleMania main events and everything. Like, yeah, it's crazy how much bigger you get when you go to the main roster and how big of a superstar you can be. Not everyone, but um, certainly uh, Gunther feels uh, bigger and uh, Bianca would feel bigger. Rhea feels bigger. So just seeing these people was just, yeah, was definitely gave this show a real injection of excitement. And um, there's some stuff going on, though, that looks uh, all right on the show as well. But um, I don't know. Definitely some hit and miss uh, on there. But this built worlds collide very, very well. So uh, let's jump into the chat, see what people are saying, see what people's thoughts are. Uh, Tiffany Stratton has improved since she last saw her. Um, but she will have people because of her looks. I saw I saw her last week, actually. She was in the main event, wasn't she, against Wendy Chu? And, um, yeah, I thought she did all right. I thought she did all right. I wonder if there'll be a tag team battle royal, says uh, Jeremy. Uh, Jamie said, Dream was the next big thing. I'm so sad that he got arrested. Uh, Carmen Live said, my score for NXT tonight is 8 out of 10. It's a good score. High score. Uh, I'm waiting to see what he does in ring before I care about him, says John, who I think is referring to Quincy Elliott. That's his name. John said the brawl with too many people to count felt like Triple H was trying to out AEW. AEW. A battle royal will be a better use of the bodies. Connor said I would really have liked Asuka to have given some advice. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about Asuka. Yes. Yes, that would have been amazing. Imagine Asuka speaking to Miko Satomura. I mean, I think they were trying to use like former champions of those brands. So as I was doing the review, Kaylee Ray, you know, made sense. But um, as I said, because she's still on the active NXT roster, it made a little less sense. But either way, just having Asuka there would have been amazing. Yeah. Uh, Hayden said this week's NXT has been a very interesting show. Uh, having Raw, SmackDown, NXT and NXT UK stars makes sense because when Worlds Collide was a pay-per-view, when Triple H was in charge, it was NXT, SmackDown, Raw and NXT UK, but it wasn't the biggest stars. LNS said Drake Maverick got arrested for fighting someone his own size. Drake Maverick got arrested for fighting someone his own size. I don't even know if that's true. I can't imagine Drake Maverick getting arrested. Can't imagine Drake Maverick's done anything wrong in his life. That's a Drake Maverick doesn't strike me as uh, uh, that kind of a person. Uh, Juice Tin said, "Do you think Dragonov will be Hayes' opponent if he wasn't injured?" 
Oh, I'd have to think there was a good chance of that, yes. I'd have to think there's a good chance. Uh, do you like Velveteen Dream? Um, I liked the... Wow. To, I must admit, I liked him as a wrestler at first. I actually thought the longer it went on, the more the act got a little stale, believe it or not. Um, nothing to do with the allegations or anything. I just, I don't know if it had just run its course for me. But when it first started, I, I really enjoyed it. It was very different. It was, it was different. It was a bit like Gold Dust, wasn't it? It was different. It was interesting. And uh, not got, not like Gold Dust as in the character was identical, just how Gold Dust was so different and unique. It felt like Velveteen Dream was that. And nothing to do with the allegations, but the longer it went on, I don't know if it was just like the creative or maybe it was like the allegations just kind of took him off TV for a bit or something. But I don't know. It just it really started to lose its appeal for me. And then, you know, he ends the allegations and he ends up getting cut. And I don't know if he comes back. I don't think you can do the Velveteen Dream character now because of the allegations. It would feel wrong. So he would need a whole new character. I don't know. And now he's been arrested. It's not happening anyway. So, yeah. It's the whole thing's just a shame, isn't it? It's a real shame. Uh, they announced NXT Tag Unification Match uh, at Worlds Collide. Gallus, Briggs & Jensen, Diamond Mine, and Pretty Deadly. Okay. That's good. That'll be uh, interesting. This uh, card is a big card now then, isn't it? It's, um, is, is it all on Wikipedia? Let's have a quick Google, shall we, and see what World Collide 2022 card is, because it feels like it's got a lot of matches that have been added to it tonight. Uh, We're only at five, in all fairness. Was we... Did we not have many matches announced for it? Did we only have the two? Because Brombreaker, Tyler Bate, Mandy Rose, Miko, and Blair Davenport. And then three have been added tonight with Caden Carter and Katana. Oh, God, I hope she... That Katana chat, she's got to change her name again. Casey Catanzaro was, you know, maybe not easy to pronounce, but Katana chants I really struggle with. So just for my benefit, we need to change it, but... Caden Carter and Katana Chance uh, against Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop. That was added tonight. The four-way tag elimination match for NXT Tag Team Championship and the NXT UK Tag Team Championship. That was added tonight. And then Carmelo Hayes against Ricochet. Just a singles match for the North American Championship. That was added tonight as well. So I honestly thought there was other matches. Don't know why. Thought there was other match. I'm surprised there's only five matches. But in all fairness, I'm pleased there's only five matches as well. I'm not a fan of like really long cards. I always like the shows to make I like them to be under three hours. And um normally with NXT they're about two and a half. So good. Good, good, good. Uh thoughts on AEW drama. I haven't really got many to be honest. Uh, it's normal. That kind of drama, that kind of stuff that plays out is pretty normal. Um, you know, it's just they're out of their honeymoon period now. They need to uh, have their talent meeting, which they did sit down and get it all sorted, which I think they have. We're just obviously hearing about it. And, um, you know, there'll be other incidents like that in the future. So I, I don't think it's uh, that big of a deal. Uh, NXT didn't really build up Worlds Collide too good. 
like this week, if you didn't watch NXT, then you would only go in watching, only knowing a couple of matches. Uh, Katana is a sword. Maybe Katana could team with Drew. Maybe she should just be Katana. Maybe if her name was just Katana, Caden and Katana, maybe that's a bit better. Perhaps I missed the Vince McMahon approach to names where you just chop off like one of them. Um, Katana is a samurai sword, but it is also a name in the US. Katana. I like. I don't mind the Katana name. I don't know what it is. I just struggle with saying Caden Carter Katana Chance. Uh, you know, like a tongue twister where it's like Peter picked a pile of peppers from the wherever, the pavilion. Like, whatever it is you have to say, and it's like, blah, 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 blah. a tongue twister. I feel like Katana, Chance, and Caden Carter. It, it For some reason, it does that for me. I, like, I really have to think about it when I say it. Perhaps I just they just need to split them up. Maybe that would be better for me. Perhaps their names are fine. Just separate them so I don't have to say their names together. Uh, I really hope NXT UK win. This kind of feels like an NXT Survivor Series, says Big Boy Dally. Uh, if you could bring back a released NXT star uh, to AEW, who would it be? A released NXT star? I can't really think of released NXT stars, to be honest. Um, and I know that like, you had Bro Brodus, Brodus Clay. No, Bronson Reed. Uh, he was one, wasn't he, that I think's um, uh, popular. He's he's definitely someone. I, I mean, look, I, I to be honest, I'd probably go Tyler Breeze. I love Tyler Breeze. I've always rated Tyler Breeze. Um, I really like him. I mean, in many ways, he was Austin Theory before Austin Theory. So um, I might lean someone like Tyler Breeze. But if I actually sit down and look at a list, then I might see a, a, a better name, someone else. But uh, I'll go Tyler Breeze. Uh, perhaps you need to take half an hour a day just to practice names. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, did you see someone on Twitter ask Carmelo Hayes if he would ever fight Velveteen Dream? And Melo responded, hell no. Uh, Breeze Ango. Yeah, bring, bring both back. Definitely bring both back. Let's uh, have a look at the votes, shall we? See where we are with the votes. Uh, we've had a few responses. Uh, you can vote uh, if you are new to the review, the live review, then uh, I always try and put the uh, pinned thing at the top of the live chat. That link is uh, a link for you to vote. So uh, sometimes I get a chance to write vote here. Sometimes I forget. So, um, yeah, we've had a few responses. Uh, 7.5 is uh, winning. It's only a head by one. We'll uh, pop back and see if uh, we get any more responses and if 7.5 is still in the lead. But uh, 7.5, 7 is second, 6.5 is third. So it seems like people uh, enjoyed this show. Um, get the feeling just looking at that, maybe it's a case that uh, having the main roster stars on did help. But we can have a look and see what people are saying. Uh, the best part of uh, It's Kai Wrestling... Uh, the best part of today was the multiple appearances. Uh, this makes a lot of people who are more into the main roster get excited, especially Ricochet. Him challenging Carmelo makes so much sense. I love the match between Dempsey and Chase. Very good. Um, 
couple of questions. Uh, do you think Cora, Roxanne will be big stars on the main roster? Uh, I, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I think that uh, Cora... Cora is better as a heel. I much prefer as a heel than when she was, like, being a face. But the thing is, if you have her as a heel for a while, when she turns face, that'll feel fresh again and different again. But I would definitely keep her for a heel for a while. Definitely. I mean, I, actually, I might keep her as a heel all in NXT, take her up as a heel, and then maybe switch her face when she's on the main roster after a bit to just refresh her. So, uh, and, and Roxanne, from what I've seen, I have been very impressed, yeah. They're only 21 and 22. Uh, Vince didn't treat the IC. How come Vince didn't treat the IC title with respect? Uh, I think he did. I think it went through phases. I think, like, you know, you can look at some legendary runs like Jericho. Um, you can look at, obviously, it main evented SummerSlam. And, of course, it did that because of the Bulldog. But, like, Shawn Michaels has a good run with the belt as well. Um, you know, I, I feel like the IC title... I think it could have been respected better. I will agree with that. I just think, like, if he had a storyline for it, then he used it. And uh, there's examples of him uh, using the uh, IC title throughout history in a really good way. As you said, main evented SummerSlam 92. Honky Tonk Man had a legendary run with it. Uh, Ultimate Warrior obviously went into WrestleMania 6 with it, where we got um, Warrior against Hogan, title versus title. So, uh, you know, I mean, uh, technically Hulk Hogan did compete for the Intercontinental title and that was at WrestleMania 6 when it was title versus title. Um, and then, like, you know, you've had ladder matches for it. Um, there's been loads. Didn't Daniel Bryan win it at, like, WrestleMania 31 in a ladder match? So it could have been booked better, but I think you could look at pretty much anything and say it could have been booked better. But I, I would say that, uh, by and large, it was all right. Uh, in recent years, it felt like it fell off, definitely. Definitely. But um, high hopes for it now it's on Gunther. Uh, didn't Pat hold the title? Yeah. Uh, he was uh, the first Intercontinental Champion, and he was good friend of Vince. Yep, very, very good friend. And they used to book the shows together as well. Um, definitely the cameos. They were good. We need more Hulk Hogab. Yes. That'll mean nothing to people here. But if you watch the, uh, join us on the watch along and uh, you'll know what that means. Uh, seeing all the superstars hyping up the NXT talent. Uh, seeing Ricochet, Rhea, Champa, Gunther, Finn backstage says Hayden. All the main roster stars giving advice. I like how the main roster stars appeared. Uh, there was some good wrestling buried in there somewhere. Ricochet versus Carmelo Sunday already beep in my book. Uh, Car Camiotion main roster stars. Gunther backstage with Bait main roster stars. My favorite part was Ivy. So we start match one and balding one and balding. Uh, so there we go. Uh, least favorite part. Uh, not bad things on the show. Would have liked a big name like Seth to have given breaker tips or even Drew, but the rest was really, really good. Grimes' Gacy segment dragged on too long and no battle royal when they could have done two of them with all of the bodies. Uh, Joe Gacy, every time he's on screen, he always looks like a creepy youth passer trying to recruit kids. Mm. Uh, fake Stephanie lost her debut match. Uh, place a Leah cry face emote here. Uh, I hate the show. 
It needs lyrics to the songs of wrestlers. What, for their entrance music? So we can all sing along at home? That could be fun. Uh, probably the schism promo. It was a bit bland and boring. Uh, the brawl after the six-man tag match. Fake Stephanie was a low, says Hayden. Joe Gacy and the other dudes. I forget their names. Uh, the Ricochet Hayes promo. What is the point of this? Well, do you know what? You do make a good point there, actually, because why would main roster stars care about going to NXT and actually competing for the NXT titles? I mean, that is true. Why should Ricochet care about the North American title? It's true. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Joe Gacy, Bray Wyatt wannabe. Uh, Pete Dunn not being butch. Uh, another day's heel turn. Oh, I do that all the time. Me turning heel, it's just it's a daily occurrence. Uh, fun fact, Honky Tonk Man defended the Intercontinental Championship against Hulk Hogan at house shows. I did not know that, you know. I didn't know that. I didn't know that he'd worked uh, house shows with Hogan. Uh, Arturo said, I missed the end of the watch long. I'm going to start the review from the beginning. Shout out to you dudes. I appreciate the support. Well, and that is it, actually. We've covered all the thoughts. We've covered all the points. Uh, NXT was pretty good tonight. I enjoyed watching it. Um, and as I said, greatly helped by all those people that uh, came from the main roster. It's set up uh, this weekend very, very well, which is nice. Definitely looking forward to um, Worlds Collide, and we will be doing that. So this weekend we are doing the watch-along for Clash at the Castle. If um, When that's live, we will be live. We will do the watch-along for Worlds Collide. When that is live, we will be live. And uh, we're going to try and squeeze in all out as well straight afterwards. When that is live, we will be live. Um, I don't know if Worlds Collide and All Out do overlap a little bit. I, I genuinely don't know. So um, we'll have to wait and see on that. Hopefully they don't. But either way, we'll try and uh, do both if we can. Uh, Justin said Austin McBroom against Anderson Gibb. I have, I have no idea who the flip Austin McBroom is. So um, I can't say that's looking likely. No. Uh, they could have said it's because when Ricochet was in NXT, the North American title was the only title he held, says Michael. Yeah, but why Why would he want it again? I don't understand. Why would he want it again? I don't know if they really... I mean, there was a nice little back and forth between Ricochet and Carmelo Hayes. So there was a nice back and forth. I still can't really get my head around why Ricochet should care. Why should he even be there? Why should he care? Unless, like, you know, he just really is starting to take it personal. I think they could have had Carmelo maybe uh, making comments about Ricochet in previous weeks. And actually, maybe they have. I don't, I can't answer that. Maybe they have. Maybe they've been having him lay into him. And this has been something that's been building. But, um, yeah, I, I maybe would have liked a little bit more of a reason. But uh, it's nothing, is it? Don't matter. It's going to be a good match. It's going to be a good match. Uh, I think Damien from Diamond Mine is behind everything. He broke the phone. Maybe he's trying to hide the truth, says Khalid Ali. Right, we're done. Awesome, guys. Thanks a lot for watching. Uh, <laughs> Thanks a lot for watching. I don't know why I had the word wrestling in my head there, but uh, it all came out in a bit of a uh, mess up. But uh, yeah, thanks a lot for watching. Appreciate the support. Uh, as we said, we will be back. We're back tomorrow for AEW, but a busy weekend as well coming up. And uh, I will see you again next time.
Bye for now.